This is the Mindful Moms podcast. Season two, we will be discussing complementary and alternative medicine practices. We will be discussing all things healing, ways to realign yourself, and habits and skills to continue to be more mindful as moms. Shay, welcome, welcome. I'm so excited to have you here today. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So I have been reaching out to other healers that I have met along my journey and asking them to come and share um, what they're passionate about, their healing modalities, the things they've learned, you know, that can help hopefully some of the moms that listen to this podcast is it's called mindful moms we just work on being very mindful about what we're doing in motherhood and healing ourselves as part of that right <laughs> and Amen. so yes. yeah i am so grateful i met you at a um well i think i met you once or twice with rachel i saw you somewhere but i officially met you at a um flute circle that you did right a a, a healing circle of we did drums and flute music and I was just so inspired with your energy and with the healing um, modalities that you use that I wanted to bring you on so with that I would love to just have you tell us a little bit about your journey and kind of how you got into these crafts and the you know the healing modalities sure thanks no thanks for this opportunity to share so I um, I'm originally from Kaysville. I grew up um, taking music lessons, started with piano, and then it shifted to the traditional flute. And grateful that my parents put me in lessons and um, did bands that route. I ended up majoring in music at Weber State. Um, but all along, I was always drawn to Native American music. When I was eight, a family road trip down to Southern Utah. My parents let us choose one thing from the gift shop, and I chose a CD of Native American music, Canyonlands, and I would listen to it and dance to it. And my favorite song on the traditional flute that I played um, is called Winter Spirits. It's inspired by their music as well. And then it was about two, so I taught private flute lessons since I was 17. And it was about two years ago. Um, I went to an art fair with a friend and she has played the Native American flute for many years. And I remember as a young girl, she's actually my mom's friend. Anyway, I remember hearing her play and just being so drawn to it. That's where I bought my first Native American flute. I finally gave myself permission to buy one. And I fell in love. I my spirit just tapped into the energy of the instrument and it turned into a, a place for me to process my emotions, process the events going on in my life. I was going through a divorce at the time, still am, but, um, and, it, and then it turned into a ritual with my children, tucking them in and I play for them. And they'd always say, mom, when are you going to play? Oh, we have to be so quiet in order for me to play. And oh, they would, okay. and they would just be lulled to sleep. Um, and then it turned into me playing for my students when I teach yoga, typically during Shavasana or during meditations. And 
I love the instrument. Um, Carlos Nakai, a world-renowned Native American flautist, he talks about the instrument and how it's a way for you to find your voice and how you don't necessarily choose the instrument, the instrument chooses you. And you want to find an instrument that mirrors your voice, the same pitch as your voice and resonates in your body. And he says how if the instrument isn't playing for you, well for you, then is it something wrong with you or is it something wrong with the instrument? And it's the instrument. Find one that just resonates and plays easily. And what a good lesson for life. Don't force things. Don't force relationships. Don't force. Find those that, like, obviously it takes work. But... Yeah. Well, and I was just thinking, as you said, that when you were eight and you went on that trip and you were drawn to that, like there's power in that. You know, I don't think we have to be an adult before we decide what we want to do when we grow up. Right. Like the more we as moms can really embrace these ideas and these draw, you know, these pullings that our kids have to certain things, we're not sure, you know, (laughs) but thankfully God's in charge and he knows those little desires that he's putting into each of us. And just to see how that, you know, from a eight years old, you just how this journey has happened for you. That's awesome. And I, no, thank you. And with the flute, it's always been a piece of me. It's like, it's my way I share my voice mm-hmm. for so many years, my voice, and even growing up in a big family, lots of really um, broad range of personalities, the sisters above, below me. Mm-hmm. And I was the like quiet, peaceful one, the peacemaker. <laughs> Um, but with that, the flute became an avenue for me to share my voice Mm -hmm. and, and it's been really healing for me that way to, especially with the native American flute, I have to have one like right here. It's like my, my stuffed animal, (laughs) teddy bear, right? Um, a safe place for me to share my emotions and express them. And oftentimes I found as I express them in that safe way that feels safe to me, then as that translates to sharing them verbally with an individual or whatever the circumstance, it becomes easier. Yeah. Yeah. And I loved in that when I came to your circle that day that you kind of had us do a conversation between one and the other, you know, that you played and then you let us play back. And I thought that was just so powerful. And music, I think, as an art, right, is just one of those languages. It's a heart language. And I love how you said, I'm able to express myself where sometimes my words can't say it, right? But that the melody and harmony and just the the resonance is so beautiful. And there's power in the vibration, the actual sure. physical sound vibrations that resonate within your body in different areas of your body in different chakras and Yes. There's a lot of power to that ability to heal and shift energies, stuck energies that are trapped or whatnot. So I'm yeah. doing that as well. I, I, and I love that you have been able to incorporate that into, like you said, into yoga, right? That it's, you're bringing that sound into an, a different practice and being able to help people. Like you said, it just, it resonates with the different chakras. I love it. Would you want to play a little for us for those that maybe have never heard it? I would love to. Yes. Yes.
Shay, I am not hearing anything. I can see not that you're playing anything. and there's nothing coming. Is there, a, I wonder if the mic's not picking I don't have up. like a professional audio thing set up, so. I wonder, yeah, I'm just I'll like, I can tell Instagram. she's, yeah, I'm like, I can it's tell okay. she's blowing with nothing. So yeah, tell it's us okay. where we can find some. Um, I've been playing regularly on Instagram, doing Instagram lives. Uh, it's at Shay Taylor Healing. Okay. Um, you can find me there. Oh, that's such a bummer because I was like yeah. set back. I was ready to just know, some music. <laughs> oh well. Right. Or come to my come to my Native American flute circle. It's the fourth Thursday of every month in Bountiful at Sacred Rhythm Studios. In the summer, we'll be shifting to this woman's backyard in Farmington, playing inside a big teepee. Oh, so, fun! Awesome. Um, okay. Email me or reach out and. I'm going to try it. I have tons of different flutes you can try. So you don't have to own a flute. You don't have to know how to play. You don't have to have ever played. Or we have lots of drums, Native American drums you can play for like, I don't want to try flute. I just want to hear, feel, and experience this. That's also yeah. an option. Okay. I will make sure to put that in the show notes for the podcast. So what I want to kind of not switch to, because I think it's very much all connected, right? Is that you also are like a trauma and for you, you do coaching. Um, tell me how that all works. Like I, I, I wanted to talk a little bit about mental health because I think it's such a charged word right now. Right. And for some of yeah. us, we, we know we've had like mental health issues our whole lives, but haven't really done something. So maybe tell me a little bit about the coaching you do and how, if the flute, you know, and that, that type of music fits there somehow. Yeah. So, um, Recognizing and admitting to the traumas I've experienced um, was helped me step into this trauma-informed coaching specifically. I've known for some time I wanted to do a type of life coaching. I am passionate about nutrition and health and had navigated that option, um, but this just spoke to me. And so I dove in. It felt a little scary, to be honest with you, because I'm like, I don't want to face my traumas like that sounds hard <laughs> right and um but it's been so eye-opening to be in this circle of women there were like 20 plus women from all over the world who are just in my class being trained and like literally from South Africa to Guatemala to the Netherlands to Canada to wow. you know so it was really cool just having that great, great diversity in the group and all the different healing modalities that they openly shared and talked about that have blessed their lives and helped them in their journeys and face their abuses or traumatic experiences since childhood or more recent for some. And um, I just love that. And last weekend, I had the opportunity to attend a retreat um, where women with different healing modalities all gathered and we just blessed each other with our different gifts, essentially. And the conversation starter started as, hi, what's your name? What are your healing gifts? Love and it. Wouldn't that be an amazing world to live in where we could all just dive in? Like, who are you? What are your gifts? What are your God-given capabilities and things you gravitate to? Like me, it's like, oh, I like dancing and Native American flute music. Like, <laughs> yeah. it might sound weird. Another woman, she's like, I listen to rocks and they talk to me like, but can you receive that with an open mind? Right. And believe it. 
you know, all the way from foot zoning to Reiki to I can't see or hear things, but or feel things, but I can hear it. I can hear it beyond the veil. Others, it's like, oh, I see spirits like light and dark. I others, it's like I feel I place my hands on people and I can sense energy and help shift it. Or it's just amazing. So cool. Yeah. Um, but the trauma informed coaching piece specifically. I just view it as this, like everyone in the world has experienced trauma. Totally. Like if you living through COVID alone was a universal trauma that was experienced for a body. And the more I've learned about the nervous system and the vagus nerve and that that's a, called the polyvagal theory. Anyway, I just realized that anytime you feel a shift into fight or flight mode, maybe it might manifest as like you get shaky or you're like, Fight, 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 freeze, fine, you know, frick, stop, stuck, whatever it is, flare up. That is a signal of trauma. That is an indicator of, wow, there is something going on in my body that I was triggered by what was said or the event, or whether it be the initial event that's causing maybe future triggers. But to honor it and to get curious around it, and there's so many ways through like breathing techniques. Breath work is huge. Tapping into your body, asking your body, where am I feeling it? In my lungs, my breath is short, maybe that sacred tremor that I call it. Um, tense, like tension throughout your body. Maybe you'll find yourself like wrapped up in a fetal position or whatever it is. And just honoring it and holding space for that and being telling yourself it's okay. I'm okay to be feeling this way. Yeah. Cause don't you think I, I know in my own coaching practice and doing massage therapy for 25 years there, I have come across a lot of people who live in trauma response. They mm -hmm. live in fight or flight. They don't even realize that there is this nice home base that you can come to, right? They're either above or below it and coming back to this home base really is beneficial and needed. You know, a lot of people will come to me wanting, why, why won't my back heal? Or why, why do I always have headaches? You know, and all of these things are, and, or they, they're looking for a goal, for example, weight loss, they want to lose weight, but why can't I just stick to this diet? Why? Cause you've got some trauma, you know, there's, there's some diet trauma and you're probably living in fight or flight and haven't realized that coming back to home base to a neutral place is where we can, ground ourselves and do some healing work. And it does take time. For sure. It does take work. It does take time, but the healing is possible. I'm definitely one of those women who I lived in a trauma response for years mm -hmm. and not knowing it, like right. what's wrong with me? Yeah. Like, why can't I X, Y, Z? Why can't I do this? Like so-and-so or yeah, I think that's actually a great indicator. Like if someone listening was like, well, how would I know if you have that thought, right? If you're like, why can't I just do this? <laughs> or why, why is my, why does my life seem so much harder? Those are indicators that you're living not in this neutral place. You're living out of home base. So mm -hmm. what do you do specifically? Maybe I'll ask you this. This is a question I had asked earlier. Like when you feel overwhelmed or out, I mean, I know you talked about breath. You've talked about, you know, flute music. Is there anything else you think the listeners might enjoy knowing that you do to get out of overwhelm? Um, I do a lot of, I teach restorative yoga 
And so there are specific poses that I know I can go to, one being legs up the wall, where you just put your hips against the wall and your feet up the wall and head going out this way, legs up the wall this way. Right. And I, I just lay one. there and just stay there as long as I can. Or sometimes it looks like me putting my legs up on the seat of the couch while my kids are playing around me. Mm-hmm. And sometimes jumping on me, but I know that me taking this minute is better than nothing. Mm-hmm. Well, that was the me five years ago. The me now says, kids, here's a show. <laughs> Mommy's going to be up in her room because I need a time out. And I'm starting to honor that. And that's only been in the last like six months where I really started giving myself permission to be like, I'm going to go meditate because I know when I get my morning and afternoon meditation in, I can show up so much better for my kids. And I recently took a meditation course from Mm -hmm. a woman who was actually in this coaching course I did. And just, it's only been two months since I did that. And I have felt a transformation to my nervous system, to my ability to show up in like that calm way where it's like allowing the flow of life to happen. Yes. Not getting like so ruffled when my kids are on edge and then I'm on edge and then my edge gets higher and <laughs> steeper and whatever it is. Yeah. Um, so I don't know if I answered your question. But yeah. Yeah. The poses, yep. the breath work, the just pausing and being still and even lying down on the floor. Sometimes it really, literally looks like me. I just lie on my bed or lie on the floor and just start to breathe and ask myself like, or notice, wow, like I'm shaking or, oh, wow. My like, glutes are really tense or my breath is really shallow. Oh my gosh. I feel so much tension through my neck and my shoulders. Like, and then I start to focus on like how, and I invite them. I say, you can relax. Like you're safe. I'll talk to the muscles. I'll talk to the structure of my body and be like, remind it that I'm safe right here, right now. Then maybe it's memories that trigger me, a conversation that I have with someone that is similar to past conversations that trigger me. I just have to remind myself I'm safe. You're okay. Journaling is another thing I'm really passionate about. Mm. That's been my safe place to let out my emotions, to process, to get curious. So I have a question on that because I have a lot of people, I love journaling as well. And I talk a lot about future, future journaling, right? Like what does Tracy in five years what, oh, what, cool. what is she doing? What, how is she acting? How does she respond? Does she take the time to do these yoga poses? You know, is she journaling? Um, but I find a lot of people really are hesitant because of the idea that, oh, every time I journal, it's just negative. I just feel worse when I'm done. Right. And, and I have my own ideas of, you know, and what I coach them and tell them to do, but do you, do you notice that? Or do you kind of have two different processes of journaling? You know, like the, I call it a brain dump, right? Where we, a thought dump. And then there's the future self-journaling and they're very different. Yes. So I agree. And I have applied both. My own experience is that when I was in like some of the darkest spaces in my life, like really depressed, I, a lot of things, I was Mm -hmm. navigating a hard marriage as well. Um, I would journal a lot. And most of the times I journaled, it was that like, you call it a brain dump. It was the like, oh, and I like, then I shame myself. I'm like, I can't believe I just wrote all that. That's what my posterity is going to read. Like <laughs> I need to burn it, but, but I don't want to burn it because right. intermixed in there was like the things I'm grateful for. <laughs> and, 
And that's still how I journal mine. I don't have two separate journals per se. I've given myself permission to be like, this is all of me. And actually this weekend I was with my little sister and I was telling her how I was like, how did stuff come up this weekend? And I was like, where did you come from? I thought I'd worked through you like a long time ago. Why are you back? Like, and obviously there's something else like I need to work through. Mm. And as I was saying this, I was like, it's like the shits of gratitude. And then we just like, first <laughs> love things. I'm like, that's what it is. Like we do have shitty stuff that happens to us. And like, as I look back at all the shit that happened, has happened to me or that I've done to myself. And, and then I look at how I've grown from that and how I, what I've become. Mm-hmm. I'm so grateful because I wouldn't want to go back to the shade even two years ago. Right. Who I was, let alone yeah. 10 years ago. Yeah. And so I allow space for all of it, for the brain dumps, for all the shits, for all the gratitude. And I love that, right? I call it as if, as if it's happened. For example, I had a friend come over and um, this weekend, and was, I was really nervous because a piece of my story is I've been like really hesitant to open up my home back to people like and to like hosting and mm-hmm. that's been something I'm working through and so having this friend come over who I am comfortable with and know she's safe and but it was the first time meeting my kids and she was sleeping over but I wrote this as if like I see this I see my kids this and her this and us this and it feels this way and then on Sunday I went to journal about my week and I opened up to that page and I started reading I was like did I journal about this weekend <laughs> and everybody was like no that was my as if journal entry I did a couple of days before she even came wow and it was it's like most all the things like manifested and there's so much power in believing and seeing something can happen and even just envisioning what would it feel like to have a calm nervous system yes what would it feel like this is how I feel mm-hmm. and hold on to that and see it happening, like embody it, fill it in every cell of your body as if it, you have it 100% of the time. And I'm not there. I'm not at 100%. So I'm doing the work I do because I realize, like, uh, I got a lot to learn. <laughs> <laughs> but do you think we'll ever get there? Like, there's a reason that we have different vibrating emotions, right? I don't think we're always supposed to stay just at neutral. No. You know? Yeah. And I think we're not always like I've been studying, you know, some of the conference talks that just came up and this idea of catching hold of every thought, you know, making that be Jesus. I'm like, I can't always be thinking of Jesus, (laughs) but I could probably focus on making more of my thoughts there, right? Rather than, Mm -hmm. oh, all the stuff I have to do in a day, like I can, I can work on making, I don't think we would ever be just perfectly only thinking of Jesus all day long. (laughs) but I think it's just that intention of where your heart is. Like, I know that my heart is with God and that I'm just going to keep moving forward in my life Mm -hmm. and trust that I'll be led as I, that graceful walk, walk of grace. Yeah. It's not always going to look like me kneeling down and spending an hour praying and studying the scriptures. Cause yeah. my reality is I'm on the go when I'm doing stuff and I've yeah. had to like yeah. embrace that and be like, that's just me. Like to sit down and study, like it's harder for me to happen. do that. And so, yeah. and that's, I mean, but that's the beauty of 
talking to different women and seeing that it, we can all give ourselves grace because we can choose what works for us. There's, there's no one that says you have to sit and pray for an hour. You know, that's not how it works. I, I'm a, I always have the prayer in my heart for sure. Mm -hmm. So to switch, not switch topics at all, but just tell me a little bit about what your business looks like. I know you've got a retreat coming up this weekend. I want you to tell us a little bit about, but tell me kind of what, what it is that you love and are passionate about with your business. I love women. I love, I love opportunity to like, I teach yoga here in this room I'm sitting in and like both here and I teach at a studio as well. And um, also where I offer coaching both in person and online um, and the different sound healing modalities and I um, and like hands-on energy healing modalities but it's just that I'm passionate about connecting with women and seeing them and hearing their stories and I know that like the empathy that I'm able to feel comes from the experiences I've had I'm so grateful for that. And it's just powerful seeing the continual transformation in my own life and seeing their transformations and just the healing that's available, yeah. the healing that's happening every day and every minute of every day, yeah. just by getting up, by breathing, by choosing to have hope, even on days when it feels full of despair. Yeah. And I, yeah, I love that. And don't you love that's That's part of what I am passionate about as well is just being a part of people's journey, right. Mm -hmm. Of, of helping facilitate that or mentoring that, you know, sometimes I always think about this word healer, right. And I was like, Oh, am I a healer? No, I, I just facilitate healing. But then even sometimes I'm like, ah, oh, but am I really facilitating it? Like we all have the power, you know, like I love this body of ours that it will just heal on its own. You know, I, I cut my finger and it will, it will eventually heal. And it's just awesome to watch that happen and to see that we have within us what we need to heal. But I love this idea of gathering women to, like you said, share stories because the power of a story is, is amazing. And I have noticed mm -hmm. through massage, just as you were talking about this empathy, right? That you, the things that you've been through, the traumas you've experienced, it's so much easier to relate to people. I felt the same way when I, you know, I struggled with plantar fasciitis. So when anyone comes in and that's their struggle, it's like, oh, I can help you with it. Like mm -hmm. there's just a connection there that you have that when someone comes in, you know, saying they've hurt their forearm or something like I've never really had problems with my forearm. So I still logically get it but maybe that empathy is not quite there because I don't know what it's like to just have forearms that ache nonstop, you know but I and so that is the fun part about I can still learn from that person I don't have to experience it firsthand to still glean so much from their experience and I imagine in these retreats you do it's a similar thing right mm -hmm. and I would like to add like I believe firmly that Christ is the ultimate healer and as I tap into his love and his grace and trying and I'm trying, striving to align my life with him, I become a conduit. Yep. And I have experienced so many times where after a session or after a yoga class or after whatever it is in Native American flute circles, where I pause and I'm like, 
wow, that was so led. And that wasn't me. It wasn't my words. It wasn't like I pick when I pick up my flute and I play for someone as they're lying on the floor or before me, the notes that come out and the pitches that come to my like ear, they're new for every time or every person. And I can't deny that it's a higher power and a higher source and ultimately Christ healing love and like that does bring that healing. And there's so much power in that co-regulation. Yes, we can heal individually. Yes, it is as we ultimately turn to Christ and trust in him that we can be healed. And there's so much space to allow us to help heal each other. We each have unique gifts for a reason. And God wants us in community. He wants us to connect. The world is all about isolating, like separation. And we have to fight against that and allow the help from others, allow and receive those gifts and stay, you know, with a discerning mind. Right. I'm knowing and asking, what do I need right now? What, who is most important and where and what and how? Yeah. And and thanks for pointing that out because I think I get that question often like, oh, well, you know, especially in the LDS church, there are a lot of people that say, oh, you know, how do you know, aren't we counseled not to do energy work and all of those things. And I have always just taken this idea that, yeah, Christ is the master healer, you know, as, as people study different words for him, that is one thing that I always, he will always be a healer to me. And, you know, and it's probably because I have some of those natural gifts and I can be that conduit of that same energy. When you were talking about like a lady that said, you know, rocks speak to her, you know, we can go, okay, that seems a little weird. Or we can be like, hmm, I bet the rock spoke to Christ, you know, like <laughs> there, there's, we can, we can discern truth from air by the, you know, the fruits that come. But I do love this idea that um, being in community, as you were talking, that there are gifts, you know, that, that the good Samaritan Christ is going to give me people that can help me in ways that I can't do for myself. And I love that. That's what community is for me, for sure. And we become his hands. Like it's no different than ministering in the church, like text someone, just go call them, say hi. Like it's simple and it doesn't have to be, oh, I have this like physical capability, but maybe your gift is just being willing to actually do your ministry assignment. Willing to act. Or willing to listen. And yeah. And that is amazing. It's needed. And yeah, for sure. Okay, well, did you want to just say a little bit about this retreat? Is there still an opening or two? Because I'm going to, this is going to, you know, be live today. So. Oh, okay. Then tell, yes. tell us a little um, about it. Yeah, this is this retreat this weekend. It's in Heber, Utah. It's Thursday night at 8 p.m. until Sunday morning at 9 a.m. It's an all-inclusive retreat. The home is beautiful. I went there to scout out the area. Um, we're going to be doing, I'm going to be leading some hiking, yoga. I'll be presenting the other lady who's hosting Georgia, she is a grief and wellness coach. She'll be presenting as well. And she's done other grief retreats in the past. And this is for men and women. Um, and we do have open spots left. And we're offering that to the next two people who sign up as a bonus. They can bring a friend with them. So that could even be your spouse or a friend, male or female. Um, 
to come for only five hundred dollars nice that second wow person. you better get signed up <laughs> yes and then i'm also doing a retreat this summer for mothers and their kids it's called the asked for healing a retreat for mothers and their kids okay. and it's specifically for women in struggling marriages or who are separated going through a divorce or divorced okay and that will be in paris idaho that's north just north of bear lake we'll be spending a beach day there and doing other fun activities uh, so that's in July, July 20th through 22nd. Okay. Love to have you awesome. there as well. Well, great. Thank you for sharing that. So is there any last words or anything that you want the listeners to take away from that's on your heart today that you'd like to share? The value of taking time to feel the wounds of your soul. That's something that I've been reminded of in the last week or so, about two or three weeks, is realizing that I've had these wounds that I thought I processed. And I feel like I did to a degree, maybe it was all that I was able to at the time, but then that I buried, I allowed to be buried mm -hmm. and they became covered in the sands of time. And I had, opportunity to go to Guatemala and visit a friend down there and she anyways while they're walking along the beach one day all by myself I started picking up all these little pieces of shells that were broken and after picking up so like a handful of them I was like why am I still picking these up I ultimately just want to find one pretty shell for like my kids or something and I realized that then this thought came I'm picking them up because they're beautiful and how they represent the shattered pieces of my heart. Mm. And just there's so much value in, I know there's this can be a stigmatism around like, oh, I need to stay positive and as if, and yes, there is a space for that. And it is so important and held so much value. And allowing time and space to see the wounds, to feel them, to acknowledge them, to say yes to them, like, yes, that did happen to me or yes, I am experiencing this or yes, honoring it and holding space for it. Because mm -hmm. that is where, as we're able to do that, unwrap the shrouds around our heart so we can live in this really raw, open space to love fully with arms open wide so we can receive Christ's grace and can move forward with greater purpose and life and love and to be happy. Beautiful. I was, there's nothing more I need to add to that. That is just beautiful. Thank you so much, Shay, for being willing to come and share your thoughts and your gifts with us. And for those that are interested in the retreat this weekend, check out in the show notes. I know that you will be blessed by going. <laughs> Thanks again. Thanks, Tracy. Thank you for listening. If you've liked what you've heard today, or if there is something that is speaking to you, please reach out to me. You can find me on Facebook and Instagram at Tracy Christensen Coaching. Message me and let's chat.